When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Fort, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day five, the board and operationalizing compliance. The most significant development for boards of directors and compliance in 2021 came from the Delaware courts which have been expanding the civil law obligations of boards through a series of court decisions involving the expansion of the Caremark Doctrine. This has gone on for a couple of years. These developments began with the Marchand decision, which required boards to manage the risks their organization faced. Next was Clovis Oncology, which required ongoing monitoring by the board. The next case was Hughes, which stands for the proposition that having the strictures, or rather structures, policies, and procedures in place is not enough. The board must fully engage in oversight of a compliance program. Finally, in 2021, came the Boeing case, which stands for the continuing proposition that a board cannot simply have the trappings of oversight. It must also do the serious work required and have evidence of that work i.e. document, document, document. The decision in Boeing is yet a further expansion of the Caremark Doctrine, once again beginning with the Marchand case. Boeing also stands for the proposition that a company must assess its risks and then manage those risks right up through the board level. Finally, a board must be aggressive in their approach and not simply passively taking in what management presents to them. The Department of Justice also made clear its thoughts on the role of a board of directors. The role of the board is different than that of senior management. Both the 2020 update to the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the Department of Justice's Antitrust Division's 2019 evaluation of corporate compliance programs in criminal antitrust investigations was even more explicit in announcing their expectations for robust board oversight of a corporate compliance function. Name any of the most recent corporate scandals, Wells Fargo, Theranos, Volkswagen, Boeing, etc., and there was no compliance expertise on the board of directors. It is now enshrined as a best practice for companies to have a seasoned compliance professional on the board. I would also add that the Department of Justice may soon expect there to be a compliance committee separate and apart from the board audit committee. The Department of Justice continually speaks about the need for companies to operationalize their compliance programs. Businesses must work to integrate compliance into the very fabric and DNA of their organization. Having a board member with specific compliance expertise or heading a compliance committee at the board level can provide a level of oversight and commitment to achieving this goal. The Department of Justice enshrined this requirement 
in the FCPA Corporate Resource Policy first enacted in 2017. This means that your company is evaluated by the Department of Justice under the factors set out in the original FCPA, excuse me, Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs, the FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy, and the 2020 update to the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs to retrospectively determine if your companies had a best practices compliance program in place at the time of any violation. You will need to not only have the structure of a board-level compliance committee, but also the specific subject matter expertise on the board and on the committee. This means that every board of directors needs a true compliance expert. Almost every board has a chief financial officer and formal head, former head of internal audit or persons with similar background. Often these persons are also an audit committee member of a board. Such a background brings a level of sophistication, training, and subject matter expertise that can help all companies with their financial reporting and financial-based issues. So why not does your company ha- why doesn't your company have such a subject matter expertise at the board level from the compliance perspective? We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be back with today's three key takeaways. What are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the 2020 update to the evaluation of corporate compliance programs requires active board of director engagement and oversight around compliance. Number two, board communication on compliance is a two-way street, meaning it's both inbound and outbound. In addition to a board of directors receiving information about a compliance program, a board must actively manage that compliance program. It must ask questions of a chief compliance officer, and it's going to have to test occasionally aspects of a compliance program. This means more than simply sitting there taking in the report from a chief compliance officer on an annual basis. You must actively manage and oversee the risks that your company has from the compliance perspective. Finally, number three, the Delaware courts have been expanding board roles in compliance through the expansion of the Caremark Doctrine. This may be the most significant development in compliance and certainly around boards of directors in 2021. This civil liability can lead to very large uh, shareholder actions against corpora- corporations whose boards of directors did not actively engage in oversight of compliance programs, and it can lead to some skewering in court opinions that we saw in the Boeing case, in the Clovis Oncology case, and in the Hughes case. So this civil liability through the Delaware courts of uh from the trial court level up to the Delaware Supreme Court, are going to be significant. I hope you will join me tomorrow for day six of 31 days to a more effective compliance program where we look at the foundational document of a code of conduct. 
If you'd like information on any of the topics from this podcast series, please check out the Compliance Handbook 2nd Edition available at LexisNexis.com slash Fox. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for the entire month of January where I take a look at some of the significant changes in compliance and FCPA enforcement. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.